Thanks to the wonderful folks at Anchor.fm. Welcome, listeners, to Tom Reads Your Story. Join voice actor Tom Zania as he reads from social media, news articles, his past audiobook recordings, and other spoken word projects, including those great writing projects that you send in. And now, here's your host, voice actor and podcaster, Tom Zania. And thank you, Mr. Announcer, for that wonderful introduction. Welcome, fans of the spoken word. This is Tom Reads Your Story. I'm Tom Zania. Thanks for stopping by. I'm glad you're here. Today, we have to celebrate the music and life of one of America's greatest entertainers, Tony Bennett. And I'll be back right after this. Jeff Corey was a great Hollywood character man who became blacklisted in 1951. In the book Improvising Out Loud, My Life Teaching Hollywood How to Act, Corey recounts his extraordinary story. Among the actors who would soon fill his classes were James Dean, Kirk Douglas, Jane Fonda, Rob Reiner, Jack Nicholson, and Leonard Nimoy. In 1962, when the blacklist ended, Corey was one of the industry's first trailblazers to seamlessly reboot his acting career and secure roles in some of the classic films of the era, including Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, True Grit, and Little Big Man, in which he starred as the infamous Wild Bill Hickok. His memoir, which he wrote with his daughter Emily Corey, provides a unique and personal perspective on the man whose teaching inspired some of Hollywood's biggest names to star in the roles that made them famous. Improvising Out Loud, My Life Teaching Hollywood How to Act, written by Jeff Corey with Emily Corey. Listen to this incredible book by visiting audible.com. Here's a picture of you and Frank Sinatra eating hot dogs in tuxedos <laughs> in a place in Miami, which I just think is so fun. Uh, you and Frank have a, a, a cool relationship. You had a great relationship. Well, uh, I was, you know, I was his favorite, and he was my favorite, yeah. and I couldn't get over it. Because really? he, was, he was a phenomenal artist, a beautiful singer, and a great person. And did you, how did you meet? Do you remember meeting Frank Sinatra? I met him at the Paramount Theater. I went backstage when I, I had my first two million selling records because of you and Cold Cold Heart. Wow. And I, oh, thank you. Thank you. And I, I was just troubled about, I felt nervous about an audience. And he taught me that the audience are your friends. They come to see you. And he changed my whole psychology about, there's no such thing as a bad audience. There's a bad performance, but there's not a bad audience. Do you do, uh... We have the best here, yeah. We love them, yeah. <laughs> they, they prove that every single night. Uh, they, uh, but I, I, I wanted to uh, ask you a question about the... Uh, there's, there's a story that you were uh, performing at the Hollywood Bowl, and you were doing um, Lost in the Stars. Right. And as you were doing the song, a shooting star went over the Hollywood Bowl. Is that true? Is that a true story? 
it's a true story. And, and the, the late Ray Charles called me up in the morning. He said, how'd you do that? <laughs> <laughs> And we're back. That, of course, what you just heard was a little interview from The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon of an, uh, an older, more mature Tony Bennett talking about uh, his work as a singer and uh, what uh, what happened at the Hollywood Bowl with an actual shooting star. Um, Tony Bennett. You know, I, I didn't start listening to the American songbook until much later in life. I was introduced to it by a castmate uh, who was a huge Sinatra fan. And he really turned out me, turned me on to that music. And I was listening to Tony Bennett when I was a little kid. Um, I pretty much got away from it after that. And then didn't hear it again until, you know, like I just said, my later years. In our basement, we had uh, the record player with all the different uh, Beatle 45s and other things like that. But uh, somebody had an album of Tony Bennett's greatest hits, like the very first one he put out as a singer. And... I really was turned on to the songs of uh, Rags to Riches and, uh, oh gosh, so many of them. I have a list right here. Favorite Bennett songs, Sing You Sinners, Rags to Riches, When Joanna Loved Me, Boulevard of Broken Dreams, Maybe This Time, I Left My Heart in San Francisco, and of course, Cold, Cold Heart. And these are songs that I listen to on a regular basis, uh, aside from, like I said, the Beatle 45s and things like that. But he's still working. He is unstoppable. He is still making uh, TV appearances. I don't know about concerts so much. I know he did do a concert about, gosh, I'm thinking, I don't know, six or seven years ago at Radio City Music Hall. Um, but other than that, I don't hear much about any live performing that he's doing, except, of course, on TV, uh, on shows like Jimmy Fallon's Tonight Show and, you know, maybe the Stephen Colbert, things like that. Oh, before I forget, I speaking of Tony Bennett, I was hired to be in a production of South Pacific at the Beef and Boards in Indianapolis. This was in 81 or 82, I think. And um, I was, of course, just in a minor role. But what, what they would do is uh, they had these rooms somewhere right above the stage and some were uh, at stage level. Mine was at stage level. And it was right next to one of the makeup and dressing rooms. And uh, every week, they would have a dark night. And I think that was Mondays. But they would bring in star acts 
from Tina Turner to Mickey Gilly to whatever. And um, one night they brought in Tony Bennett. And I thought, oh, this is, this should be really good. And we um, got to talk in the green room because the green room was sort of like my living room. So it was, it was, uh, it was nice to meet him. And, uh, there was a mirror down the hall next to where my room was a, a full length mirror. And he said, uh, you know, there's something wrong with this mirror. It's one of those skinny mirrors, but I like it. Leave it there. He said something like, I like it, leave it that way or something. And, uh, nice guy. But uh, what I'm going to play, anyway, getting back to this business at hand, what I'm going to play is uh, something from biography.com. And then uh, later on, uh, I'm going to play um, something. It's it's a review. It's a review of, of Tony's show that he did at the Ravinia Festival in Chicago in 2018. Very, very good review. I think you'll like it. But first of all, here's more about Tony Bennett from Biography.com. From Biography.com, Tony Bennett. Updated July 28, 2020. Tony Bennett is an American jazz vocalist, best known for performing standards and his signature song, I Left My Heart in San Francisco. Tony Bennett enjoyed his first hit single, Because of You, in 1951, and in 1962, he released his signature song, I Left My Heart in San Francisco. Bennett's popularity waned as younger fans turned to rock music, but he rebounded by the 1990s through increased exposure and an acclaimed MTV Unplugged appearance. He later teamed up with artists such as Lady Gaga for the highly successful Duets and Duets 2 albums, adding to his collection of Grammy Awards even as he approached his 90th birthday. Tony Bennett was born Anthony Dominic Benedetto on August 3, 1926, in Astoria, Queens, New York. Coming of age during the Great Depression, he experienced more difficulty at age 10 when his father passed away. Bennett attended the High School of Industrial Arts in New York City, but he dropped out to help the family finances and worked as a singing waiter. After serving in the Army Infantry during World War II, he took advantage of the GI Bill and studied singing at the American Theater Wing. During this period, his vocal coach Mimi Spear offered some advice that he took to heart. Don't imitate other singers. Emulate instrumentalists instead. Performing under the name Joe Barry, Bennett was discovered in 1949 by Pearl Bailey, who asked him to open for her show in Greenwich Village. He subsequently caught the attention of Bob Hope, who advised him to take the name Tony Bennett and put him in his roadshow. As Bennett told Billboard in 1997, I've been on the road ever since. Bennett signed with Columbia Records in 1950 and started working with record producer Mitch Miller. His early hits included Because of You, Cold Cold Heart, and Rags to Riches, his smooth voice earning the adoration of young fans. 
By the late 1950s, Bennett had become interested in creating jazz albums, and he teamed up with some of the top talent in the business. His 1958 album with Count Basie, Basie Swings, Bennett Sings, featured the tracks Jeepers Creepers and Chicago. While his songs were more substantive by this point, they also failed to match the success of earlier hits. Bennett returned to the spotlight in 1962 with the debut of I Left My Heart in San Francisco, released as the B-side to Once Upon a Time. I Left My Heart in San Francisco was the recording that captured the public's attention. It led to Bennett's first Grammy Awards for Best Record of the Year and Best Solo Vocal Performance, and became his signature song. Its popularity also paved the path for more immediate success, with the subsequent releases I Want to Be Around and The Good Life going on to crack the top 20. Bennett's success led to some artistic differences between the singer and his record company. His interest in singing quality material made him want to try new songs and new kinds of music, but Columbia for a while wanted him to repeat the style of his early hits. The relationship became further strained in the late 1960s when the company tried to steer Bennett toward the contemporary rock sound popularized by the Beatles and other artists. Bennett left Columbia in the early 1970s and soon founded his own label, Improv. Although he recorded what has come to be regarded as some of his best work, including the Tony Bennett-Bill Evans album in 1975 and Together Again in 1976, his songs failed to gain traction on the charts. By the end of the decade, Improv was out of business and Bennett had stopped recording. Bennett's break from the studio coincided with some difficult times for the singer. Having moved to Los Angeles, he began using cocaine and marijuana, drugs that were an integral part of the celebrity party scene. A near-death experience in the bathtub and the memory of Lenny Bruce's drug-related death scared Bennett into changing his habits. Career Revival The Simpsons MTV Unplugged With help from his oldest son, Danny, who became his personal manager, Bennett was able to put his personal and professional lives back together. The singer resigned with Columbia Records, and in 1986, he released The Art of Excellence, his first studio album in nearly 10 years. Danny Bennett saw to it his father received plenty of exposure. The elder Bennett surfaced on talk shows with David Letterman and Jay Leno, made an animated appearance on The Simpsons, and delivered an acclaimed performance on MTV Unplugged, which led to a pair of Grammy Award wins. Bennett unleashed a series of acclaimed tribute albums during this period, including Perfectly Frank, Steppin' Out, and Tony Bennett on Holiday. He also branched out with an album of children's songs, Tony Bennett, The Playground, and in 2002 he delivered a collection of holiday favorites with Christmas with Tony Bennett and the London Symphony Orchestra. In 2002, Bennett teamed up with K.D. Lang to record A Wonderful World. The album netted Bennett another Grammy for Best Traditional Pop Vocal Album and established a standard for collaboration that would mark this late stage of his career. To commemorate his 80th birthday in 2006, 
the singer released Duets, an American classic, recorded with a collection of stars that included Barbra Streisand, Elton John, and Sting. The project proved to be such a success that he created another celebratory album in 2011, Duets 2. Among the highlights were The Lady is a Tramp, sung with Lady Gaga, as well as Body and Soul, which turned out to be the late Amy Winehouse's final recording. The following March, Bennett was awarded a Grammy for his duo with Winehouse, as well as for Best Traditional Pop Vocal Album. Also in 2012, his fans were treated to an inside look into the recording of Duets 2 and the life of the legendary singer in the documentary The Zen of Bennett. The project was the brainchild of Bennett's son Danny, who served as its producer and aired at the Tribeca Film Festival that April. Later that year, Bennett released his next recording, Viva Duets. The Latin-themed album featured songs in English, Spanish, and Portuguese, with contributions from such famed talents as Mark Anthony and Gloria Estefan. Despite now being well into his 80s, Bennett lined up a series of concerts to promote this latest album. Cheek to Cheek In September 2014, Bennett joined Lady Gaga for an album of jazz standards called Cheek to Cheek, which won a Grammy for Best Traditional Pop Vocal Album. Discussing the collaboration in an interview with Parade Magazine, Bennett expressed what he learned from working with the pop star. Nobody has communicated with the public more than Lady Gaga, ever. I trust the audience, and I'm very impressed. As far as they're concerned, she's part of their family. The only guy who ever did that was Bing Crosby years ago. The ageless crooner returned to solo vocals with his next album, The Silver Lining, The Songs of Jerome Kern, a pared-down effort in comparison with his recent high-profile duos. The album nevertheless achieved a similar result by claiming the Best Traditional Pop Vocal Album Grammy in 2016. In 2018, Tony Bennett celebrates 90, also garnered a Grammy in the same category. Bennett's first book, Tony Bennett, What My Heart Has Seen, features a collection of his portraits, landscapes, and still lifes rendered in various mediums. He followed with The Good Life, the autobiography of Tony Bennett, Tony Bennett in the Studio, A Life of Art and Music, and Life is a Gift, the Zen of Bennett. Along with his 18 Grammy Award wins, Bennett has been honored by the Kennedy Center and the United Nations. He has also been involved in various charitable causes, and in 1999, he co-founded the nonprofit Exploring the Arts alongside Susan Crow, who would eventually become his third wife. Along with his music, Bennett has nurtured a lifelong love of visual art. His paintings, which he signs with his given name of Anthony Benedetto, have been featured in the Smithsonian and the Metropolitan Museum of Art. In 1999, he founded Benedetto Arts LLC to oversee this aspect of his artistic career. Bennett's current and third wife is Susan Crow, whom he married in 2007. His previous wives were Sandra Grant and Patricia Beach.
And we're back. That was a. I, I like the uh, the backstories from uh, bio. dot com. Uh, you know, I started out playing almost every week backstories from Wikipedia, which is fine, and I appreciate the help. But it it doesn't read as easily as other stuff, especially bio. dot com. So I hope you enjoyed that. This next thing is. Uh, a review from the Tribune, from the Chicago Tribune, of Tony Bennett singing at the Ravinia Festival uh, in 2018. And it's a really good review. Uh, I hope you enjoy this. Here it is. From the Chicago Tribune, Tony Bennett at Ravinia Review. At 92, he still surprises with emotional impact by Howard Reich, September 9, 2018. What we heard and saw Saturday night at the Ravinia Festival wasn't merely historic. For if 92-year-old Tony Bennett simply had made his way through roughly two dozen songs, he would have earned another spot in the record books. How many non-agenarian jazz singers, after all, can perform such a feat of control, stamina, and memory? But it was the depth of Bennett's insights, the breadth of his expressive range, and the delicious idiosyncrasies of his interpretations, with its abundant alternative notes and operatic flourishes, that rendered this performance a tour de force. Even factoring out the matter of age, Bennett reminded listeners why his career continually seems to expand, for the durability of his art, though impressive ultimately is overshadowed by its profundity, which keeps listeners coming back for more. True, like Frank Sinatra toward the end of his performance career, Bennett proved cunning in deploying his vocal and musical resources to best advantage. When a long note started to stray in pitch, Bennett instantly cut it short, just as Sinatra did in his 70s. In the rare instance when a word or two eluded Bennett, he simply picked up the lyric in the next phrase. When he summoned a bit less tone than he had anticipated, he nimbly tamped down his dynamics overall, recalibrating his performance on the spot. These extremely minor concessions to Bennett's exalted age became increasingly unnecessary as Bennett's performance gathered momentum. More important, they proved utterly beside the point when it came to the emotional impact of Bennett's work. For those lucky enough to have attended this concert heard what happens when a formidable artist addresses repertoire he has been singing for more than half a century. Old songs are reimagined through the wisdom that only a very long life can yield. No one, for instance, sings music of Michel Legrand as knowingly as Bennett who long ago made How Do You Keep the Music Playing, with its heartbreaking lyrics by Alan and Marilyn Bergman, his personal domain. So what, one wondered, could Bennett possibly add to what already stands as the definitive account of this music? Plenty, starting with an audaciously slow tempo, a knack for substituting melody notes that the great Legrand had not envisioned, and somehow conjuring an aura of stillness and reverie in a vast outdoor setting. 
If Bennett had been delivering this signature ballad in a tiny jazz club, it may not have conveyed much more intimacy than it did on this occasion. At the same time, however, the wordless bel canto line with which Bennett closed the piece would have been applauded in the opera house, just as it were here, generating an instant and richly deserved standing ovation, one of several. Bennett reached deep into his history to revive Boulevard of Broken Dreams, an early hit he stripped to its essence. Accompanied only by a walking bass line, the singer offered a stark and unblinking reading of its bitter lyric, a searing testament to his gifts as tragedian. The two other high points of the evening were staples of Bennett's repertoire. He opened slowly and introspectively in Duke Ellington's solitude, holding his hands together as if in prayer as he sang, Dear Lord above, bring back my love. When Bennett repeated that phrase at the end, what had been a fervent whisper became a shattering cry, as intense a moment as any Bennett produced on this night. And in Fly Me to the Moon, which practically became Sinatra's personal property, Bennett proved there's another way. The expansiveness and mystery of his reading a counterpart to Sinatra's extraordinary rhythmic tension and drive. Elsewhere, Bennett articulated the pain of love in But Beautiful, expressed romantic awe in The Way You Look Tonight, and offered gorgeous tone painting in I Left My Heart in San Francisco. His up-tempo reading of another Sinatra specialty, One for My Baby and One More for the Road, always has seemed to me too exuberant for its down-in-the-dumps message. But you had to admire Bennett for defying conventional wisdom on how to approach a song. Ultimately, virtually every tune he delivered offered a measure of surprise and wonder. Maybe that's how you keep the music playing. Must I forever be a beggar Whose golden dreams will not come true Or will I go from rags to returns My fate is up to you And that, of course, after that review was a piece of rags to riches. Rags to riches, I think, aside from... I left my heart in San Francisco. I think that's sort of his number two. Rags is is some, like his, his number two greatest song. And you know why? I think it's because of Goodfellas. I've seen Goodfellas like a hundred times. Okay. And, uh, you know, I had it, uh, I had it for, gosh, several years as a VHS. And then uh, I probably still have it. And then I bought it with the uh, the additional uh, little clips of interviews with the actors and things like that. Uh, the special edition or something like that on DVD. So I got it both on, on DVD and, uh, 
and of course on VHS, which I'll probably, I'll never probably watch the VHS anymore because of the DVD. It's, it's so much better. The special uh, edition, whatever you call it. But the, uh, that, uh, that is a great song. Rags to Riches. Um, I left my heart in San Francisco, of course. He was asked, I was watching him on a talk show, and he was asked if he ever gets sick of singing I Left My Heart in San Francisco. He said, no, no. I never, ever get sick of it. <laughs> it, it brought me to where I am. And uh, that's it. You know, he he appreciates every moment of that great career he's had. And he has definitely had a great career. And that should do it for this episode. If you enjoyed your visit today, please tell your friends and have them tell their friends. Be sure to email me at TomReadYourStory at Yahoo.com or call 929-260-1952 if you want to leave a message and some comments about the show or have questions about the show. As always, thank you, Anchor.fm. For the chance to have an ongoing podcast, I greatly appreciate it. Until next time, stay safe and take care. For more information on Tom's availability for your e-learning, commercial, audiobook, or video project, visit his website at www.tomzvoices.weebly.com. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Tom Reads Your Story.